Welcome to the Haywood County Schools Report. This is Jill Barker, Assistant Superintendent and your host. I have Dr. Nolte with me this afternoon. Good afternoon, Dr. Bill. Thank you, uh, Jill Barker. It is good to be on the Haywood County Schools Report. Yep, I think this might be his last winter weather update. And maybe my last Haywood County Schools Report. I'll probably try to sneak one more okay, in before right. you go. All right. This might be it for weather. Let's hope. Anyway, uh, knock on wood. Yeah. Every year, um, listeners, we, we meet as in our district, just some stakeholders, and we get together and we talk about what our policies and procedures are when inclement weather, mostly snow, mm-hmm. but um, we'll talk about some other things, too, um, prior to that season starting. So we're in October. Right. Snow is forthcoming. It will, it will snow in all likelihood. It has for many years. So we're ready. Okay, so tell us about the procedure for weather-related school closures. Well, we just had our annual meeting, of, like you just described, mm-hmm. on October the 3rd, so we could talk about what happens when and where and who notifies who and who makes which decisions and all that stuff. So if it's weather moving in overnight into the morning, then the people I call the morning crew, Stephen Sharp, the transportation director, and his folks, about 3 o'clock they're awake, and certainly by 3.30 they're on the road. I've been with them a few times, and they go out and look at road conditions. They have more modern technology than we had decades ago. They have these little things that they point at the road to see what the temperature of the road is. We have great radar. We have updates from the National Weather Service. There's a superintendent's uh, text group that talks about which way it's coming from, east or west or north or south, and we talk. The transportation directors across the school systems talk with each other. And But by 545, you really need a decision made so you can notify everyone and people know what's going on. So... Who makes that overall decision? You got people out looking, um, you're talking to superintendents, so what happens? Well, the bottom line is the superintendent has to make the decision. Obviously, it may be exactly what the road crew tells the superintendent, or it might be a little different, but it's one of those things where you just can't really give that decision away. That is, that is your decision to make. And so uh, you're talking with the transportation director and you make a decision. And then if it is anything other than a regular day, then you, uh, the superintendent uh, contacts uh, uh, Kim Guffey Jackson in the technology department and they contact principals and they also start talking to media outlets so you can hear it on the radio and see it on the television set or see it on the newspaper uh, web page and the school system web page and all that stuff. And then the superintendent also sends some messages to like the community college president, the child nutrition director. So we cook food late or don't cook food at all. And then all of that information begins to be posted by about six o'clock so people can wake up and see it or however they get the information uh, from people. I know we were laughing in our meeting the other day that we must be getting old, but this has gotten so much more efficient with social media. Oh, yeah. um, Just we have reminds. We have ways to contact groups quicker. So Mm -hmm. 
it, when I started, I had to call every individual bus driver in the morning and wake them up and hear their voice and tell them to call. And yeah, I, I make one call like that, and that is to Kim Guffey Jackson, the technology director. Now, I do send some texts to other people, um, and certainly uh, Ms. Jackson's technology department does a lot of the communication. But, you know, that's the way it works. If it's during the school day, uh, we have weather that comes in and really starts happening at 9 in the morning or 10 or 11, and we, dis uh, we dismiss earlier then the, the superintendent will make that voice message that goes out. If it's in the morning, the transportation director makes that voice message. But other than that, it's pretty much the same. The, the contact and the, and the distribution of information is really pretty much the same. And, and then we have just yeah. lots of options, you know, yeah, of what we can do. Yeah, that's where it gets do. kind of confusing, I know, sometimes. But tell our listeners exactly what they need to know. Yeah. Well, and we and we publish this, so you can probably Google it and, or look at our website or look at your favorite media outlet. They probably posted it somewhere. But a very common decision is a two-hour delay. That means um, we we start everything, buses and and instruction and everything else two hours later than normal for that school. Sometimes we do that because we know it's warming up and, or we know DOT has a little more time to scrape the road or sometimes we do it just to see uh, so we can see the roads better so our drivers can literally see the roads better. Uh, so that's, that's one thing. If you ever, and then we do something called an annual leave day and that means that there's no instruction and we don't want 10-month employees or other folks to come to work because we think it's pretty slick out there. Um, and then if we ever call a no day or what we call a closed day, that means we don't want anyone coming to work because we think it's that dangerous or we're out of days to use. But if we call a closed day or a no day, that means just please stay home. We may ask a principal to go in and or a custodian and check to see whether or not the power's on and there's, you know, power to the freezer at the school and that kind of stuff. But if you hear about a closed day or a no day, please just just stay home it, for safety purposes. The um, thing that is a little more, a little newer are these remote learning optional work days. That is not something we made up. That state legislation. Um, that uh, in the 2021 school year, the state said, you will put five of these days in your calendar above and beyond the school time that you already have. And then in school systems like ours, where we have a lot of inclement weather, we can add up to 10 more only if they're for a natural disaster or weather or something like that. When we call a remote learning optional workday, people have to know about that a couple days in advance. The teachers have to front load instructional information. The students have to know that that, that, that day would be called. They have to know which book to read or which uh, packet to fill out or which Google Classroom to join and, and pull out assignments and work on. So remote learning optional workdays do count as some instructional hours that we're required to have by the state, but you won't see those unless we know that the problem is coming in advance. For example, 
you know, uh, sometimes things happen, um, uh, uh, internet fibers cut, and we don't know about it in advance. So we really can't call a remote learning optional workday because no one knew that was going to happen and there was not time for teachers and students to prepare. So those are the options um, that we have. And then, and then I think too, Dr. Bill, it's important what confuses people during COVID. We we offered a type of instruction where the teacher was live on the computer and the kid was live at home and they were interacting. Yeah. And a remote learning optional workday is different than that. Yeah. And it's like you said that those materials will be front loaded. The teacher won't be there. It's optional for the teacher. They may be at school working that day. Right. But they won't be logged in and communicating one-on-one in a classroom setting. That's right. And students are expected to do the work, but they're not really always expected to do it that day. That's right. You know, they may have the weekend to finish it, or depending upon when that day is, is called or when that day is used. It is very different than the mandatory uh, remote learning days where all the teachers were sitting there in front of the computer and all the students were trying to log in if they could log in, and they were all in class together doing things. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. That's just not something we do. We hope we don't ever have to do that because our students didn't do as well academically when we did that all the time. We just do these remote learning days so we can get a little value out of a bad weather day. Right. Um, or a day that's planned in advance because the state made us put five of those days in. You always send that and you communicate that well with principals and press releases that there could be impending weather coming and that could be an option. So Yeah, I'm glad you said that. There's really there are really three announcements that happen if we're using a remote learning day or uh, or even when the weather's bad. If we think there's a remote learning day, a day or two ahead of time we'll say, hey, everyone... If it snows next Thursday, be ready for a remote learning day, you know. Uh, then we have an announcement about what the day actually was. It was, you know, two-hour delay, early dismissal, annual leave, work day closed, whatever. And then after the storm has passed and we can return to school, there's an announcement about what that did to the calendar. And we usually can't tell exactly everything that's going to be used in the calendar in advance because we don't know if we'll miss one day or three days. So we'll come back afterwards and send a message out to the community that says, well, this work day in February is now a regular student day, and we moved that work day to the day that we missed. That's a good point. Yeah, so we tell people about those adjustments when the storm is over, so to speak. Keeps the superintendent busy during the winter months. People, you know, people, (laughs) we really are not just sitting up here eating donuts and drinking coffee. There's a lot to even things that we have done for years. There's a lot to managing the school calendar with inclement weather. And it takes a lot of people, and I'm very thankful that we have the morning crew and the technology department and good resources and you know it takes there's a lot to it well i appreciate um your last podcast on weather i hope and thank you for filling in and we got to go but real quick what kind of winter is it going to be you always give us a short prediction warm and dry warm and dry okay warm and dry you heard it haywood county thank you dr bill have a great day